masculinity is in crisis. Here's how to fix it. Hi, welcome to episode three of Backs of All Trades podcast. I'm your host, Backsate. If you haven't seen the previous two episodes, please go check those out. But without further ado, I want to get into this episode. Um, before I get started, I want to make sure that everyone understands that I'm going to be talking about men's issues in this episode. This is not to say that women do not also have issues. I think that you can talk about one group of people and the things that they struggle with without diminishing the struggles that other people face. And so I'm not saying that women have it better than men. I'm not saying that women have it easier than men. However, today I'm going to be talking about men's issues. Um, additionally, I just have a different perspective than I would on women's issues because I myself am a man. Um, I care a lot about young boys. So now let's get into the episode. Uh, I said masculinity is in crisis. I think that a lot of people kind of intrinsically know that to be true right now. I think that the general media kind of points to it. I think that especially young boys feel it really uh, deeply right now. They feel like something's off. They feel like masculinity is askew. Maybe masculinity isn't well-defined, but I want to put some numbers to show just how bad it really is. Um, all these statistics, I have my sources. I'll put them on the screen and then as well as down below so you can go fact check me. But I think that numbers can paint, paint a way bigger picture than any words or feelings can, right? In the next couple of years, there will be two female graduates to every male graduate from higher education institutions. That's college and university. Uh, they already outnumber men in college, but it's only getting worse, right? And this is important because college and university is the best way in this country to build wealth. And essentially, women are dominating men in virtually every education system, but especially in higher education. And there's a lot of reasons why this may be, um, but it's something to point out because, you know, 40, 50 years ago, Title IX was introduced because it used to be the other way around, that men used to outnumber women on college campuses, and yet you don't hear as many people talking about it today. And um, it's not even just you know reasons of choice. I think that during the COVID-19 pandemic, men left at a rate of something like 10 to 1 of females who were pursuing higher education to go support their family. So the stereotypes of uh, supporting your family still exist. I'm not going to comment on whether those are valid or not valid. The point being the college education system seems to be benefiting women far more than men right now. And it's not even just the college education system. Girls across the board have significantly higher grades than boys. This starts at a very early age. It starts in elementary school. Boys are far more likely to be disciplined and actually prescribed medication like ADHD medication because they're rambunctious or a distraction in class. And in general, I think that the school system is uh, favored towards girls just by the way it's set up. Focusing for long amounts of time, studying, recognizing patterns, these are all things that girls are better at. And I'm not suggesting any changes right now. I just think it's important that we open the dialogue because this is something that when men were dominating women at, it was an open dialogue. We decided something had to change and now it's not as popular to talk about it when the issue has flipped, right? Boys are far more likely to even be suspended, especially in the high school, than girls, even for the same infraction, meaning if boys and girls did the same exact thing, boys are something like twice as likely to be suspended. And in general, boys make up the vast majority of suspensions, and this disproportionately affects uh, black men as well. And so this is another contributing factor in the education system to where it shows that boys are falling behind. Again, education is the lifeblood of actually growing into becoming a productive member of society and boys are falling behind. 
it's not even just in the education system. Boys and men are four times more likely to take their own life. This is a huge deal. This points to mental health among young men and how that is far, far worse. I think that intrinsically everyone knows that male mental health is not only a problem, but it doesn't get the attention it deserves. And if you don't believe that, then maybe this points to you starting to believe that because we are literally losing our brothers, our fathers, our sons to mental health. This is a very serious issue that has to be discussed. It has to be destigmatized. And yet in today's society, we are still not there. I'm not saying that mental health among women, again, is any is, is something that shouldn't be improved upon as well. I think that mental health across the board needs to be improved, but particularly, I think that there is a huge hole when it comes to male mental health right now, and this is causing some very serious problems, and we are literally losing lives because of it. One in every seven men in 2021 reported having zero close friends. This may be a contributing factor to this statistic I just mentioned, but think about that. One in out of every seven men has no one to call has no one to talk to, has no one to play video games with, has no one to go to the park with, has no one to just enjoy the weekend with, right? Socializing is fundamental to the human existence. And one out of every seven men reports having zero people to do that with. This is a huge problem. And there's a lot of contributing factors here. I think that, you know, on just generally the nature of this generation being fully online definitely contributes, but it's more than just that. And it's something that we need to talk about and we need to bring up. And these are ugly truths about how men are falling behind and how masculinity is in crisis, but it is important to bring up. One in three men age 18 to 24 have reported not having any sexual relations in the past year. And this is another problem because it's an important way to connect with people. It's an important way to uh, develop deeper relationships and contribute towards eventually hopefully finding a lifelong partner of some kind. And wh what is happening is that people are, young men are struggling much more to engage in these activities and to even find women to do them. And it can be for a number of reasons. They could be just have no experience with girls. And so they're scared. They could be scared of different things. They could be insecure. They could uh, think that because of all the me too stuff that happened, that they would be labeled as a predator, right? There's so many contributing factors here, but the point being, it's a problem that we need to focus on. And this isn't even going into how our, you know, reproduction rate is below the replacement rate. But just in general, I think that if this isn't happening, it's not contributing towards a healthy society. And uh, it's something that's important to talk about. So that's a lot of statistics. Um, and there's many more I could have done, but I just wanted to give a, a bigger picture because uh, not many people talk about this. It's not popular to talk about masculinity because, again, men had it arguably so good for so long. Um, I think that a contributing factor to why masculinity is uh, in struggle is struggling is because women have made so many strides and this is a good thing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about femininity now. Um, I think that over the past 40 years, femininity has done a lot of good work, right? Women now feel comfortable to choose a career. 
They can go into the workplace. They can pursue education. They can make their own money to support themselves, and they don't feel dependent on a man. These are all great things. In the last couple years, there was the Me Too movement, which I'm not talking about false accusations, but the overall impact I think was very positive, which is that women feel comfortable to talk out if they were you know, abused. And uh, it generally makes it less likely to happen because now these things don't happen behind closed doors. Women feel comfortable to come out and speak about them. These are all great things. And um, what this means is that I think femininity has adopted a couple things from what used to be traditional masculinity, right? Making money, being able to support oneself, being strong. I think women are getting in the gym now and all that stuff. All these things are great. And now femininity has become a more evolved version of its former self. And in 2023, I think that it's a lot better. So then masculinity hasn't done those things. Masculinity no longer is it just, oh, do I make enough money? Because guess what? She, the the woman in this scenario, can support herself. So you need to have more than just being a provider because she can provide for herself. And you have to take accountability for your actions now. Instead of being able to engage in these very inappropriate activities at work, men have to be, you know, take accountability, be more responsible. And um, men haven't had the same rebirth that femininity has had, especially when it comes to the dialogue around adopting feminine traits, right? I mentioned earlier mental health and how it's still stigmatized among men today. And how that is affecting young men in a way that they have feel like they have no other option, no friends. And they may literally, you know, resort to taking their own life, which is incredibly sad, but maybe if masculinity, you know, took some traits and actually decided, okay, let's be more empathetic towards one another. Let's be better friends. Let's be better fathers towards our sons or our daughters. Let's be better spouses. Then, this would help, right? And this, that's just one example of how masculinity could borrow some uh, things from femininity and um, to essentially have the same rebirth that I think femininity has had. I think that would be really helpful. Um, it's hard to be a man. I, I, I want to make that very clear because I think a lot of people, especially even today, the reason why so many men feel disenfranchised is because They've heard, maybe even since birth, the media has pushed this dialogue that, especially white men, that they're the most privileged people on earth, right? They're the most privileged people on earth. They should, uh, you know, basically shut up, acknowledge their privilege, live their life because everyone else has it worse than they do. And now imagine for a second if you're a young man and you have no friends. And you see all the scholarships for schools and none of them apply to you. Maybe you're in a low income household. And so you're applying, you're going for higher education. None of those scholarships apply to you because you're a white man. There's no minority. You're not a minority. And everyone's telling you to shut up and acknowledge your privilege. And maybe you've never had a partner and then you try and date, right? Well, with the advent of dating apps, uh, which is the most popular way for people to meet their partner today, 80% of women choose basically 10% of men on dating apps. And that's a fact. You can look that up. It's a study. Um, and so basically something like 50%, the bottom 50% of men on these dating apps are basically shut out from the dating market. And if they've never had, you know, engaged with women in real life. And so now they feel like, okay, I can't date. I 
was, I can't go to the school I wanted. I can't afford it. I'm being told to shut up and acknowledge my privilege all day. You can imagine how that person becomes disenfranchised. And I don't want to draw a correlation here, but I think it's important to note that if you were to look at the demographic of people who commit really dangerous acts like school shootings and stuff like that, they're always teenage white men, right? Around like that's a pretty stark statistic and how many, how that overrepresented that demographic is. And I think this is part of the reason why. And I'm not excusing their actions at all. They are terrible, terrible people. But I think it's important to try and see why that's happening. And so I don't see how we're going to make strides as a society if we agree that men and boys are falling behind or that something is off if we don't even feel comfortable talking about them. I want to go into an anecdote that I think is uh, really kind of paints a picture, which is when I was in seventh grade, I believe it was, we had a sex ed talk um, where we were discussing, we were basically able to ask any male figures, uh, teachers and counselors, any question we had relating to girls and, um, you know, dating and also, you know, sex and stuff like that. And without it, this was my question as well, but without a doubt, the most popular question was related to how can I feel comfortable or safe engaging in this activity without being labeled a predator. And we're young, right? We're 13. So we, we don't know that much yet, but that's what we were most scared of. And I think that it was a moment of realization for a lot of the older men in the audience or the, the counselors and the people conducting this, um, session when they were young, they were worried about stuff like HIV, that was their biggest concern. And now this group full of young teenage boys were worried how can I do this so that I don't you know, ruin my life and get fired and do all this stuff? And that's not to say that you know, we shouldn't worry about that because I think that's important. The point being, we aren't taught how to engage in a way now that makes sense. Nobody, no boy is taught, okay, this is how you're supposed to talk to a girl in a respectful way, but still escalate things and be a man, but don't be too forward uh, because then you'll be labeled as creepy. And if you do this, but um, she likes it if you're a little bit forward because that shows confidence, right? It's very nebulous. It's very, and so a lot of men will just opt out entirely and they'll say, this is too complicated. This is too hard. The risk is too great. I'm just not going to engage, right? And that's how I think what we're seeing with a lot of young men. And that's why I say it's, it's hard to be a man. It is. Um, and I, I empathize with young boys out there. Really quickly, if you're enjoying the episode, please make sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment as it really helps me out as I'm trying to grow this podcast and this channel. And I hope you're enjoying this episode on masculinity. So without further ado, let's get right back into the episode. I think it is really the crutch of it here is that masculinity has lost some of its identity, right? I think that masculinity has been villainized, especially in the media over the past, you know, 15, 20 years. And I think that there were a lot of things about masculinity that were bad and are still are bad and shouldn't be associated with masculinity. Right. Um, and yet they're grouped together and that's where the term toxic masculinity comes from. Right. I'm not going to use toxic masculinity. I think that there are traits that are just toxic. Uh, I think that masculinity in its essence is actually a beautiful thing. It's a positive thing. And I'll go into that a little bit later, but what this has created is when you villainize something, especially something that young men are desperately needing now, it creates a hole. And that is where a lot of people who came out of the woodworks and became very, very famous for being 
almost counterculturist on masculinity. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to bring them up here. Um, let's just say they, these people promote unsultry things about women, about making a lot of money being a core masculine trait, about school being uh, unnecessary, and that making money online is the way to go, and that you should be you know, big and strong, which I think is, is sort of the really insidious message uh, that comes out of a lot of these people, is when you're a young boy, and you're told that being masculine is a bad thing and uh, you know that toxic masculinity. And then this charismatic, good-looking guy with women and cars and mansions is talking to you about what it means to be a man. It's like a Trojan horse because you're going to listen and you're going to be like, that. that's what it is. That's what I want to listen to because everybody else is telling me this is bad, but that's the life I want. And that seems really cool. And it's not what masculinity is uh, because these people are essentially, in my opinion, preying on vulnerable young men who are disenfranchised and, oh, buy my course and join this um, you know, group and pay money and you know, school isn't teaching you the things they need to teach you, but I'll teach you, right? That's, a, that's literally how cults start, but it's it works and it works really, really well. And then there's essentially the message, which is real men. Like we, we lost real men as if we should go back, right? Go back to the good old days, right? The days where men led the household, the days where men were revered and respected. And that's incredibly enticing, right? And I get it. And I don't blame these young impressionable boys for looking for a positive male figure for a positive male idol. It just so happens that the loudest people in the room and the people who can really cultivate these people, at least recently, are not the people who I think are actually positive male idols because we shouldn't go back, right? As I mentioned, I think that the world has gotten a lot better over the past 100 years by virtually every metric. And if you don't think that to be true, I think that you've, uh, you need to look at some statistics. You need to really question, like, would I want to live 100 years ago? Would I rather live today? And yes, I'm talking about the advent of technology and medicine and all that stuff. But point being, I think that socially we've made a lot of strides too. I think everyone would agree that women having the choice to either work or have a family or possibly do both is a good thing. I think that everyone would agree that sexual assault is a bad thing. And that it should be stopped or that it should be at very strongly discouraged. And it shouldn't be done behind closed doors, even to your spouse, right? These are good things that we've, we've made progress on. And so we shouldn't go back to the golden days, the golden days. I'll put that in air quotes because they weren't golden. And yet you're being sold this message that that's, that's what a real man is. That's what we should strive for. And I, I think that that's incorrect. And so that's where these positive male idols have found that hole, have sold that message, and it's created a real problem, right? Because there's a lot of young men out there who either think that their parents are weak or they don't want to listen to their parents um, because they would rather listen to this online figure, and that creates a lot of distrust um, and a distrust in education as well. I think that you know I mentioned the whole uh, thing about girls dominating boys in college. But the part of that is because men think that, or these boys who are listening to this think that education is useless or think that college is useless or think that it's just trying to indoctrinate them and 
they this distrust of the system is is very very dangerous and what really what it is is it's people who have found these group of boys who feel lost and they've given them a path and when you have no idea where you're going any giving you any path feels really good and that's why again i don't blame these young boys but i think it's done arguably irreparable damage to a whole generation of young boys, which is part of the reason why I'm making this episode. Part of the reason why I talk so much to young boys is because I was on this path, guys. I, when I was 14, 15, I believed a lot of the things that they're talking about now. I, if I were 15 today, I probably would have tried drop shipping. I probably would have had distrust of the education system. And I see myself in so many of these young boys and I'm, I'm concerned. I'm worried. And so with that being said, um, I want to switch and basically talk about what, what is positive masculinity, right? I think that if masculinity is in crisis and I don't agree with the current male idols, so to speak, then I have to offer up, offer up my own. Um, so masculinity, as I mentioned, I think is a beautiful thing. I think we need masculinity in society and the male idols have gotten some things right and it's not new stuff. They didn't invent this by the way. So I want to make that very clear that they harked on some good advice that everyone else has harked on for society. For example, um, working out great. I, I promote working out all the time. I promote being physically strong. I think it's great. Um, trying to make enough money to support yourself and support others. That's great. Being a protector provider, that is a masculine trait. I think that's a great thing, right? Uh, I don't think that you need to focus so much on doing that. I think that a lot of the tenants is like, oh, you need to become this ideal person before you go after women. Um, and again, their whole language about going after women is gross and negative and, um, so I'm not going to talk about that. Women are, okay, yeah, this is actually a good aside. Relationships, when it comes to healthy masculinity, women are your equal. They're different, but they're your equal. They are not below you. And I think that a lot of the dialogue surrounded by these idols is that they're somehow below. Terrible attitude. It's going to lead you into a lot of trouble. You should not have any underlying hatred, of jealousy, dissent towards the people who you want to be the mother of your kids. And I think that that's where a lot of people, when they listen to these people and they'll refer to these, to refer to women in really disparaging terms, you, you might, do you have a mom? Do you have sisters? Right. Think about these people when you're talking about women these ways. And it's a really easy way to be like, oh, that's probably not the way I should think about, uh, you know, the people who I am either courting or want to be the mother of my kids, et cetera. Um, okay. Back to positive masculinity. Here are three tenets of positive masculinity, things that I think are core to being just a great man. Number one is making others around you feel safe, like truly safe. Anyone who's, you know, has a really good father figure. And if you don't, I'm sorry, but the safest times in my life I can remember are in my dad's arms and him, you know, essentially bear hugging me. Right. I have never felt more secure and more safe than in those moments. And that's a masculine trait. It is because somebody on TikTok, when I, I made a video talking about this said, well, I see, feel safe with mom too. At a certain point, in my opinion, in a boy's life, and then eventually to a man's life, 
it flips and it's okay if if stuff were to go wrong right would it be you protecting mom or mom protecting you and in my opinion it's you protecting mom right so that shows that this is a masculine trait and if you can offer that sense of security and safety to those around you you don't know how magical of a feeling that is right and that's a masculine trait and it's positive masculinity and so when people talk about you know masculinity being a negative thing no you need that i mean I don't think about in times of war, right? I, I can't remember who it was who said this, so I'm not. This isn't my own quote, but um, when Russia goes and invades Ukraine, you probably want some masculine energy on the side of Ukraine, right? Um, and so, masculinity in and of itself is not a bad thing. The next trait of positive masculinity, I've already alluded to it, is being physically strong. Men have this thing called testosterone. Women have it too, but men have way more of it. Testosterone is arguably the most powerful drug or hormone on planet Earth. It is so potent, so powerful, and it's so fun to feel it. And male testosterone is cratering. I think it's something like the average 20-year-old today has the same testosterone levels as the average 60-year-old 20 years ago, right? And I just said, this is like a magical drug. It makes you strong. It gives you drive. It gives you motivation. Uh, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And so be physically strong, lift heavy things, do hard stuff physically. This is stuff that those, the idols that I mentioned before, they do recommend, but everyone who is talking about being a good man should recommend these things. Uh, I think that if you especially are in your, your youth and your body is basically at some point you'll plateau, right? At some point you'll plateau and Every day for the rest of your life, you'll be weaker and your body will be essentially decaying. You want to feel what it means to be truly strong before that happens. Because what will happen is you'll regret never getting there. Because at some point, you won't have the option. You won't be able to say, I got to the strongest I ever could. Or I just looked the best I ever could, right? Because I think that fitness is part of that. And people who work out, they feel better. And this is really all thanks to testosterone. I mean, that's... And so be physically strong. That's a part of positive masculinity. Don't be weak, right? I don't think being weak is a masculine trait. The next trait I want to talk about is stability, because I think this is oftentimes misconstrued. And uh, I'll go back to the idols in a second that I, I disparage, but um, emotional stability does not mean that you do not have emotions, right? It does not mean that you do not suffer from things like anxiety, or depression, right? These are very real things. And I mentioned how important male mental health is and how it's being ignored or being stigmatized. And I think that part of the people who are leading the young men today are doing it wrong because they say you're weak if you go to therapy, you're weak if you take antidepressants, you're weak if you do all these things, which is so bad, especially for the people who are struggling the most. Because if when you're at your lowest, you're told that you're not a man because you're at your lowest, how, how do you think that helps? Do you think that helps in any way? The sort of tough love approach is good in certain scenarios, not that one, right? So I really don't like that attitude. What emotional stability is, is that somebody who truly understands their emotions knows how they react to certain situations, knows how their past traumas affect them in their relationships, in their job, in everything they do, and they operate with that knowledge and have a true understanding of oneself so that when there is trauma, when there is new uh, drama or crisis in a family situation, in a work situation, whatever, they handle that in a way that is healthy 
and that is manly, right? Kind of going back to the security thing, but when a true masculine figure has said to you, it's going to be okay, right? And in that moment, the only thing you think is everything's going wrong and nothing will ever be the same or my life is over or whatever. And a truly masculine figure says, it's going to be okay. And they meet it with their chest and you all of a sudden are believe them, right? That's what it means to be emotionally stable, right? And that is a masculine trait that I think, again, is necessary, especially in today's society, because I think, as everyone would agree, today's society, things feel unsecure, right? It feels like everything could turn on its head at any moment, right? And so you need people like that. You need people who can give confidence to those around them to keep the whole thing moving, the whole ship moving, everything together. And um, yeah, masculinity is a beautiful thing and it should be celebrated and it needs to be reinvented in a way that makes sense in 2023 and not the bastardization of it that these idols have given because I think that did us two steps backward rather than any steps forward. And you know, the world needs masculine men right now and positive masculine men. I wouldn't even call the type of men that these idols are producing masculine men. I don't think that's masculinity. And so I think they need the masculinity, which I mentioned. And women want masculine men, right? I don't, I, you can't just ignore the fact that uh, there is some truth about men falling off their, you know, high horse and essentially women struggling to find men who they feel are viable partners who, who could be strong fathers for their children, right? These things are important and women want them and there's an absence of them right now. And I can guarantee you they're not looking for drop shipping crypto boys um, who wear backwards hat in Miami and sell day trading courses, right? That's not a masculine man, but <laughs> women want masculine men. Um, so I think we need to work towards building the masculinity that makes sense in 2023. And really it's up to people like you, my audience, because I think many of you are around that age, age range, that 15 to 24. Most of you are boys. If you're a girl watching this, then awesome. But um, most of you are boys and it's up to you. It really is. And I'm sorry that you feel as though there aren't that many positive masculine figures it, to look up to, right? These idols. Um, and, if you look up to the ones I mentioned, maybe I dissuaded you, but it's up to you. And I think that we're not doomed. I think there are things that we can do to start changing it and start trying to embody the traits that I mentioned at the very end and also basically condemn the ones that aren't masculinity because they give us a bad name. So hopefully that was beneficial. Um, I've been thinking about this topic for a while because this is a very, very important topic to me. As I mentioned, I think that um, even this is something that I struggled with when I was a younger boy. And now I feel as though I've kind of come into myself a little bit and I wanted to just share that and uh, basically say, I hear you to all the boys who are struggling out there because you're not alone. In fact, I would say it's most boys who are struggling and you just have to make sure that in your time of need, when you're struggling, you pull on the right strings, you pull on the right threads because you can very easily be led astray. So thank you guys so much for watching. As a reminder, if you are not subscribed, subscribe. If you 
are, are on a podcast platform, make sure to give me five-star rating because I would really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you in the next one.